I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was tough. I do like Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be a show prep? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad parenting podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to episode 135 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And we are back. And stuff. Yes. Busy weekend. Yeah. We, we've had a busy weekend. It's been... We had... Uh, you had work stuff. And then there was the wedding. And we're trying to cram the recording in and amongst all that. Yes. So um, that was... Interesting trying to find time. So if, if, if any of the kids come bursting in here, it's because we're not recording in the evenings like we normally do. Um, we're recording during the day. So we might you might hear some background noise. Cause it was just it was too much to try to do it at night because you got home late. And then we're going to be home late from the wedding. And it's all it ju- sorts it of... Just, every night this week has been a little weird. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's all bled over into the weekend. So it's been... It's been wunderbar. <laughs> So, anyways, babe, how was your week? Um, good-ish. Yeah? I, my memory is having having trouble keeping up with all the things that are happening. Yeah, and in some ways I can definitely say it was better than mine. In other ways, maybe not so much, but... Yeah. Um, you, I was, you were out of town, yep. and we we were on, on our own, so to speak, uh, but that's getting easier and easier. Yeah, the kids all of a sudden they've like they've clicked. Like, yeah, I, they're, they're still like normal random yeah. things. Well, but and Trent still really doesn't want to sleep in his own bed when right. you're gone. Like, I, I back at the old house before we moved, we had them down to where they go to sleep in their own beds when you were gone. Once we moved. Like it reset that dynamic, and they were yeah. like, "When Dad's out of town, we'll just harass Mom until she lets us sleep in her bed." Right, especially Trent. Yeah, and um, I, well, and I—it's actually a goal of mine in the next weekend or two. I've got to finish getting his um his uh curtain rod up and getting the curtains up, and I think that'll help without having that street light. I think his whole room kind of got left out in the cold in terms of finishing the like. It just doesn't seem right. Like the, it seems like something's off in that room that right. makes it 
not comfortable for him, not his own yeah. somehow. So. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I, I did definitely know we needed to get the curtain up for him. Yeah. Um, we couldn't. We didn't install it initially because that's where we had the window a- AC unit. Right. Um, that's come out now, and it's just got to go. I got to go back in there and, and try to squeeze myself between the bed and that wall and get the curtain rod up and get that I'm going. I'm also for him. considering getting him a white noise machine instead of the giant fan, fan yeah. because his room is so tiny that having that big fan in there, and he doesn't like it because it makes it cold. Yeah. To his. Well, I think. I finally found the um the, one of our smaller fans, so we could yeah. try that too and put yeah. it out there and see. Um, yeah, but yeah, white noise might work too. I mean, whatever helps him to sleep is is great. Yeah, if he doesn't have white noise, he wakes up at the slightest, slightest little no- yeah. noise. Every but little- if he has the white noise, he sleeps until like nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he is so much like me in that respect that yeah. he's got to have some sort of background noise to stay asleep. Otherwise, everything pings him awake. Um, so yeah, I I, I feel his pain there. Um, but yeah, I was out of town. I was down in California for um, a conference and then visiting some customers. And I just got to start my week off with food poisoning. That, hey. that was wonderful. So food poisoning sucks ass or blows trunks. How are you? you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It blows. It doesn't suck. Everything's coming. You know, going the wrong way or whatnot. But uh, it, it's horrible when you're in your own house and you've got your own creature comforts and you're 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 at home and you feel okay. There's nothing worse than having food poisoning when you're in a. Uh, a hotel room in, in, in a, you know, it just, it's just not home. Uh, so I, I, we've determined, we've narrowed it down to what it was, the place we ate at. Um, there was some cross contamination between vegetables and un- uncooked meat of some sort, uh, because two of the people that were at the dinner with us were fine. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any uncooked veggies in their plate. And the two of us that got sick, both had raw vegetables. I had carrot sticks and celery with my chicken wings. He had lettuce, onion, and tomato on his burger. Mm-hmm. So that was righteous fun. Thankfully, the one thing that saved me was that evening, um, the, my territorial outside sales guy for the area, he came and picked me up from the airport. I said, by the way, I'm stealing your car for the night. I got to go out with these customers um, for dinner, um, and I'll just come pick you up from your place in the morning, and we'll be good to go. And he said, okay. And so I had the, his car. Um, but once I realized, what, like, I, at first I thought maybe I just ate something that didn't agree with me and it was going to be fine. But when I re- finally realized what I had, it was food poisoning and I was I, I needed something, everything was closed. Uh-huh. There was no 24-hour pharmacies. There was nothing. So I had to, I had to power through it until the morning. Um, and then I got up and ran down to the nearest, I think it was a Walmart super center that ended up being open. And, you know, went to the Imodium aisle and stocked up on that and... It was just trying to. It was literally like trying to plug a leak in a dam. I'm like, just, just. I need to keep this together because then we had a, we had car, we had road trip the next day, and we had multiple customer visits with many, many miles between each. And I'm just like, I just looked at my coworker, if I tell you to pull over, don't argue with me, don't talk back, just find the nearest exit and do it. And if I say you just need to stop now, then just stop now. I'll hang, I'll drop trail on the, I'll, I'll drop trail on the side of the road and spray the ditch. I don't care. It's just. You know, <laughs> So thankfully none of that happened. The the emodium finally kicked in and was able to slow stuff down and kinda and take care of it. But man, that was just and rough. And then I came got back to our the, the next hotel on Tuesday at like three thirty, four o'clock and I texted you and I'm like, I'm going to bed. And so Yeah, I know you're sick if you're taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, so I went to bed and then I woke up around dinner time. All, AKA also the start of the election chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing that happened. And uh we uh I was like hungry, but I didn't have any energy to leave my hotel room. I'm like, I need something to eat, but I really just, I don't feel like walking. I don't feel like going out. I don't feel like trying to think. Um, so I ended up having Domino's just deliver me a, a little you know, thin crust pepperoni pizza, and that went down okay. 
Um, and then I fell asleep. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of surreal because I fell asleep to the election results and I woke up at one point and turned them off without looking to see what it was. Then I woke up the next morning and I was still kind of like out of it and kind of in a haze. And I turned the TV on and it said president elect Trump. I'm like, Am I in a dream? Is this real life? I was having like one of those out of body experiences for a moment. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, okay, well that happened. That's good. So um, I, I I'm not gonna go down that particular rabbit hole because I just I'm not going to. So that's just we'll leave it at that. But uh, good on you, rednecks, Republicans, and racists everywhere for coming out together and uniting. I'm the not vote. gonna get into it <laughs> except I'm gonna say something. No, I'm gonna say good on you. <laughs> no, I, I, I in the realms of. The, this has created a lot of unrest in the, our surrounding cities, and all I can say is, yeah, those who didn't vote for him lost, and that sucks. But let's try and get better. Try again next time, and move on. I mean, we don't need to. I, property damage doesn't need to be happening, and we'll just leave it at that. I mean, we're just people are losing their goddamn minds like they always do, and at some point, everybody should realize that we'll we'll, we'll make it through. We'll figure it out. We'll kick whatever we got to do to get this fixed, and then we'll flip it in four years and it'll flip back on another four to eight years and then the cycle repeats itself. So that's what I was trying to get through. Like the reason why I went that far with it is because that's part of what I was, I'm trying to get through with to Ezra mm-hmm. is like, he's, he was kind of was like, like I, I can't believe, and he's like going off. I said, well, first off, I, I appreciate the fact that you're trying to understand politics and you're trying to assert your opinion and whatnot. And then I had him, you know, kind of give me a, a basis for his, what he was saying and all that jazz. I said, but now what you need to remember is you're 12. You have no control over any of this. You have nothing you can say or do is going to change what happened. Nothing I can say or do is going to change what happened. Um, the only thing we can do is li- live and lead by example and whatever example we want to set for other people. I'm like, so instead of stressing about it and, or, you know, trying, I said, basically I can see you opening your mouth and getting into fights over this. And it's bad enough that the adults are doing that, but the kids who really ha- don't have a firm grasp on exactly what all of this means and what all of the, in- the implications are, you guys definitely don't need to be getting into fights about this. I'm like, so just focus on school, focus on being a good person, focus on being just a kid. You know, that's really all you need to be doing right now, and and let the rest of it go. Don't don't move on past that. Um, it's just it's not it, it's not it's above your pay grade at this point. I don't mind him wanting to learn about it and understand how it all works. I just don't want him trying to get, you know, force himself and getting involved with his half muddled opinions and, and just dire repetition of shit to hear his elsewhere without really having a firm basis for why <laughs> what he's saying is supposedly true or whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the, the end and the gist of that. So hopefully he takes, he heeds that advice and things will continue to, uh, to be okay. Um, I was, I was, was going to ask you this off mic, but I'll ask you real quick here. Did you, have you gotten an appointment with the uh, principal of the school yet about the incident where they were calling him names and whatnot or no, they're supposed to be handling at the school. Oh, they're handling. Okay. So yeah. okay, okay, cool. They're, they're taking care of all that. Very cool. Yeah. We had a, I mean, I, we'll circle back and make yeah. sure that it got taken care of, but they're all, it's all an internal thing at this point. And yep. that's the way it should. Honestly, I, I don't feel like we need to be a part of that conversation because he needs to learn how to, no, no, no. I was what's going on. No, no, no. I, I fully agree. Yeah, there are some uh, kids that were poking fun at Ezra, and um, we had to take it up with the with the principal one on the school. But the difference is, he's responsive. Mm-hmm. He's actually handling the problem compared to the other. It, it's it's a night and day difference being in a charter school mm-hmm. where like you know everybody really does care about the kids. I mean, you still in a normal school you get you get those select few that do, but it seems like the vast majority are just there to collect a paycheck and move on. Um, and so it's nice to see 
that we're in a situation right now where there are uh, where they're taking care of it and they're going to work on it for us. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. But um, yeah. So do you want to? I'll, I'll I'll leave the direction of the next portion up to you. Do you want to jump into the article first? Or do you want to jump into the voicemail first? Because either one will take us down an interesting <laughs> path of, of of chatter. Because um, uh, probably probably the voicemail. Yes, yeah, I guess the voicemail is relatable to a past episode or episodes because the goddamn towel thing will not fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps coming back like over and over again. It's ah. Uh, uh, yeah, so here we go. We're going to go ahead now. Uh, we got a voicemail from uh, Eric tomorrow. Let's see what he has to say. Maybe. So you guys went out and you bought and then assembled a piece of complex Swedish furniture to manage your towel craziness. So you have an additional piece of furniture in your home. It doesn't need to be there to hold all of your ridiculous towels. You people are blowing my mind right now <laughs> also uh hope got us new towels in there in their office <laughs> congratulations on the new towels yes new, new towel day is a very important day in any yeah household. there's nothing quite like you know <laughs> d- dabbing your balls dry with a nice uh fluffy, <laughs> fluffy n- new towel made. that has not been uh you know <laughs> Is, has not has not survived through the years of torture and abuse of having to <laughs> absorb water off of your body. That that first time is, is okay. I have a few things to clear up. First, we do not have a linen closet at all in this house. We don't have a linen closet, which is why we had to. So go. we have a piece of furniture that serves as a linen closet. Now that being out of the way, I the piece of furniture itself was a gift. And I did not have to assemble it. It came pre-assembled. So there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually kind of really cool. It came... I guess My somebody, mom bought it for us. at. Ikea. She was at Ikea. She knew that I was looking... I really like that kind of thing with the black shelves that are the little cubes. Yep. And she saw it and it was pre-built and it was half price because God knows Somebody why. returned it. And, most um, likely. So she... She purchased it and delivered it and all I had to do was move it into my house. So. Mm-hmm. And because it, we don't have a linen closet, yes, it does. It doesn't just hold those towels. It holds all of our linens. It and has, down. it's 16 cubes, only seven of which are occupied by towels. Which so. I know we're now going to get a voicemail. Is seven, se- you have seven cubes. Seven tiny cubes? That's not very much. You guys, you guys are <laughs> acting like I am being completely unreasonable, but it's a totally normal amount. <laughs> No, honey. At some point, you have to uh, you have to just accept the fact that it might not be a total normal amount. It for, is for, for most people. It is a it's totally, totally normal amount. I want everybody to go and count how many towels they have in their oh, house. Jesus, now for the die. love of God, please go count how many towels you have in your house because oh, I oh, guarantee no. you, we do oh, not no. have that many more than you do. Oh boy, guarantee it. So yes, please send those counts to. Uh, Grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. <laughs> Towels at badparentingpodcast. No, no, no. That one does not exist. <laughs> that email that, that email doesn't exist. So if you want to send us through towel count, it's a grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Um, and, and that will be where you can send your towel. This is just never going to die. Well, I, that's kind of my point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embrace it now. I'm going to offer towel coaching services if anybody needs coaching for their towels. Are you going to offer towel counseling services too? Yeah. For how to deal with the bereavement of a lost towel when it's gone on to the the other realm? Yeah. Yeah. 
Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Just, it just every time I think we found that, I kind of put it to bed and it's gone away. I, I even got, well, I think it was a group chat, actually. We got a message from uh, Pat over um, our East Coast doppelgangers, and there, here's this towel. There's this picture of this towel on the floor. I'm like, what in the actual fuck is this? And I look closer and I'm like, it's labeled dog. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, I don't label them. Well, you do. You put the scarlet red but, X on them. But that them. just means this yeah. is a retired towel. Right, it, right. I don't say, like, this is for the dog, and this is for the floor, and this is for your butt, and this is for your <laughs> face. Like, I don't do that. Uh, no, but still, it was just funny. I'm like, man, this is just never, ever, ever going to end. <laughs> so. Ah. Just face it. It's what we are now. It is. It's it's what we've become, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we are no longer the bad parenting podcast. We are the how to organize and sort your towels podcast <laughs> with a little bit of parenting mixed in from time to time. <clears throat> so have you ever had one of those opportunities where, or not opportunities, but one of those moments where somebody or something happens, somebody does something or something happens that just kind of makes you realize that you are the old person that you used to make fun of kind of a thing? Nope. Never happened to me. Mm-hmm, liar. Liar, 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 pants of nope, fire. Never. So we're sitting here. It was actually that night when you were gone mm-hmm. uh, for work. Uh, so it was last night. Um, you were uh, you were out, and I was having a kids' night with a kid. Or uh, yeah, no, it was no, it wasn't last night. It was Friday night. I was having I was having a um, movie night. Movie night with the kids, and we were just kind of hanging out and chilling out. And then after the movie, we uh, watched an episode or two of The Simpsons. And uh, but I went way back. I went to like season two. And I went ahead and played that, and we the intro comes on, and Ezra goes, whoa. And he's watching it, and he's like, huh. Whoa. Because if you look at it, while the intro is relatively the same, they've updated their animation, they've updated, and they've changed a few things mm-hmm. between season two and season 28, or whatever it is <laughs> they're on now. Um, and so the intro looks at me, he's like, so this must have been what it looked like when you were a kid, huh, Dad? And I'm getting ready to open my mouth and say, yeah. He's like, but without color. I'm like, what, you what? little son of a bitch? <laughs> I look at him. He's like, well, yeah, you had a black and white TV, right? And I'm like, and I'm like God damn it. This is a comment about me being old. I'm going to come over there. I'm going to punch you in your nose. <laughs> He's like, well, but I thought you told me you had a black and white TV. And I'm like, you know, you, I've never remember telling you we had a black and white TV. I don't recall if we ever had a black and white TV, but you're making a grandiose fucking assumption about my age, about, you know, <laughs> the fact that I watched Simpsons in black and white because I didn't have, I'm like, it's either that or you're calling me poor. That one I can kind of accept because that <laughs> happened at one point in time. But, uh, you know, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, oh, no, I, I didn't mean is it. And so I'm like, I know, but that's part of your problem is you open in your mouth and you say words without thinking of the implication of what those words mean and they either insult people or they get you into a fight which is why we ask you when you open your mouth to say words that you actually think about the words you're about to say to make sure those words are okay he's like oh but i was like yeah this must be what it looks like for you but without color I'm like you little <laughs> bastard <laughs> like oh man that one i just i couldn't i was like i was just that didn't i don't know at that point, I'm like, am I, have I, is that what I've become? Have I become that? So I've now become my old dad when I used to poke fun at him for stuff. And then I started thinking back on it. I'm like, oh, man, kids are assholes sometimes. <laughs> like, I remember when I used to like, you know, like the comment he's made, as was made in the past, about, you know, what was it like for you in the olden days, dad? And I'm like, what? And <laughs> the olden days. I don't think of the 90s and the punk rock that I was listening to as the olden days. <laughs> but then again, Nirvana came on the classic rock radio the other day. I'm like, what? No. That's been happening for a while. I know, but it's just, it, it's, no, <laughs> not okay. 
Yeah, I, I, I actually feel like the young person because I've been hanging out with a lot of the older moms at school at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all look at me like I'm the young one. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I I now kind of get what my dad was always saying about when um when uh he said that uh, he doesn't he doesn't feel old, but yeah. Yeah, that's kind of thing. You don't. You don't feel old. You, I don't view myself as an older person, and like. There was that was that meme coming that came around the internet. It was like you know sometimes when things come up, I look around for a, an adult, even though I am an adult, but I need an adultier adult, like one that's more adult like than I am. And it's like I still have that from time to time. It's like you know, there's got to be somebody around here yeah. who knows what they're doing. Yeah, like, somebody anyway. Bueller, Bueller. Like, oh wait, no, I am that person. Damn it, I have to deal with this. <laughs> So, um, before we dive into that article, I, I did have one other thing that popped up I want to talk to you about and, and kind of get your, uh, get your input on. When you were a kid, do you recall approximately how much time you had for lunch at school? I don't remember it ever being a problem that I hadn't finished by the time it was time to go, if right. that makes any sense. Like, I don't remember if we had a, what specific amount of time we had, but I do remember that it never was a problem. Like, we were always done, and we were allowed to go out. I mean, I went to a tiny little school. Yeah. Um, We were allowed to go as soon as we were done eating. Go play. Go play. So that was the incentive. So that was the incentive. Get get done quick and go outside. Right. So now next question then would be, does it seem to you like kids are getting less time to eat now than they have in the past? I have felt on certain occasions when Ezra has said we only have dot, dot, dot amount of time to eat. Because he doesn't give a specific time. He's like, but I didn't have enough time to finish my lunch. I'm like... How do you not have enough time to eat in twenty minutes? You know, or whatever. Yeah, but doesn't you. that but that number seems arbitrarily small to me? Like, I, I it doesn't remember, to me. Do you realize how long twenty minutes? Is? I remember, like, I I, I could and I, I could totally be off bases on this, but I swore like my lunch periods between thirty to forty five minutes. Um, at least in, in high, high school, school yeah. A lot, and I thought, and I thought in elementary school they were closer to like the thirty minute mark, but the, uh, the twenty minute mark just seems like it's off. In high school, yeah, you need more time because you have to wait in a lot longer line and right. things. Are, but here, I mean, it's it, you get your food pretty damn quick, especially him who doesn't have to wait in the food line, right? Because we pack his lunch. Like you sit down, you start eating, you eat. It should not take you twenty minutes to eat a sandwich and a applesauce cup you know like it's not so there there have been studies done mm-hmm. and they have they are saying that the lunch hours have been or the lunch times have been shortened even right. from when you and i were a kid um i'm not saying they haven't been shortened no, i'm just right. saying so there was an article that was written on schoolastic.com that was about ways you can help make it so that your kids uh can get their lunch finished on time. And so it's like, speed the process. Pack. Don't buy lunch. The time it takes to go through the cafeteria line should be spent eating, which you made mention of just a second ago. Uh, Think thin. Wraps and thin sliced bread make sandwiches easier to eat. Serve a combination of protein and fruits or veggies so kids get balanced nutrition in each bite. Turkey or roast beef with with lettuce is great, but hummus with sliced veggies or peanut butter with sliced apples is also a good option. Be smart about drinks. It's much easier to slurp down calories than it is to chew them. So pack a sweet smoothie or a drinkable yogurt instead of other snacks. Avoid slowdowns. Although these foods can be healthy, they just take too long to eat. Munchies. Foods your child eats by the handful, like popcorn or raisins, take longer to eat than foods they bite. Interactive nibbles. Skip the dips and DIY cheese and crackers. 
Hard to chew foods. Thick slices of meat take longer to chew. Similarly, carrot sticks require more effort than, say, yogurt. So there's one glaringly obvious mention, in my opinion here, that's missing. Lengthen the amount of time they have to eat their lunch. I'm trying to work it out in my head because I'm looking at the time that they start school and the time they get off school versus the time that I started school and the time that I got off school. And I know for the fact that I had at least 30 minutes in elementary school to eat my lunch. I'm trying to figure out how and or why they've had, if they're getting the same, in some instances, they're in school for longer than I was. So why is it they're in school for a longer period of time? but they seem to have to cram lunch into a much, much smaller time schedule than what has ever been in the past. It doesn't, it doesn't like, I can't, the math doesn't work out for me. I mean, sure. There's larger classroom sizes and whatnot, wonk, wonk, but I don't get how that could necessitate shaving time from lunch, especially when you don't have, most schools don't have PE now. They don't have music class. So there's none of these extracurricular activities. Our school does. Well, I know our school does, but a lot of schools don't. So it's not like they're having to cram in all this extra stuff which also you know I, I say cram in but that doesn't make sense to me either because when i was a kid we had a dedicated pe class we had a dedicated music class and it was worked into the rest of the curriculum and like i'm, I'm so like so is this part of that like no child left behind thing no it's part or is of this part of the you know it's part of the over testing of which the is youth. part which is part of no child left behind because, because think about how many i had state testing right when when we were in school we had state testing how many times a year did you do state testing if I remember once once yeah, if we were, if, and some years you didn't have any. Right. Um, and now, even at our school, which limits testing, we don't, we don't opt into a lot of the testing that is yeah. available, and we still test twice a year. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, it's just, it, it well, and the sad thing is, too, is that the reason why it bothers me so much is because um, it, studies are proven that, that forcing people to wolf food down like that if you're trying to cram it enough to make sure that you're not going to be hungry for later, that it's not good for your digestive system and it causes issues. Um, and all, and, or you get ahead, you're so far ahead of what your body can calculate as far as when you are or not full, you overeat, which then causes well, this, this weird little thing that you may or may not have heard of in America called obesity. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, we have heard of that because it happens a lot. Um, and then, and so, it's and I'm not saying that the, the the lack of a lunch time is the only cause for obesity. There's also the point that people eat a lot of processed foods, but then once again, that kind of they all kind of play hand in hand. Like in, in the grand scheme of things, to pack a lunch and make a sandwich, put in the veggies and whatnot that we do, it would be far easier to buy lunchables and just toss them there for the kids. Mm-hmm. It would be far quicker for them to eat those lunchables too if we did that. But it was not healthier. But there's a lot of people that opt into that because it's quick, it's easy, it's out the door, it's cheap, it gets the kids full, um, but it's not good quality food. And then you start looking at the lunch programs in, like, in other countries and like what they do. And, and it's like, God, there are so many ways that we just fuck shit up here in America. So is this your backwards way of digging me for buying Lunchables for the kids last no, week? No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. I, we do it all the time. I mean, I, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, though, we don't make it a consistent habit. Like, we don't always... It's not Lunchables all the time. <clears throat> I didn't even realize you had bought Lunchables for them to take with them to lunch until you just said that. So No, I, I this, on Thursday, I had run out of lunch meat on Wednesday. I was like, oh, I'll just pick something up tonight. 
then I didn't do that. Yeah. And then Thursday was the last day of school for that week because there was no school on Friday for Veterans Which Day. Which doesn't make sense if I have lunch meat that's going to spoil over the weekend. Right. Yeah. So I was like, instead of doing that, I'll just run to, to the grocery store and I'll buy them something from there to take with them. And I right. was like, maybe Lunchables because they both... Yeah, as a treat once in a while, yeah. fine. So I run there. They have the Lunchables on sale. I'm like, right on. So we grab a couple Lunchables. Yep. And then Ezra throws a big hissy fit because I thought you said we were going to get Subway. Because he said, wouldn't it be great if we got Subway sandwiches? And I said, yeah, well, and I kind of moved on. Right. Because if I say out and out no, he gets all grumpy. Right. So we're in checkout at Safeway. He's like, I really wanted Subway. And then Tempe gets started. I oh, really want boy. Subway too. Why can't we get Subway? <sighs> so I went and got Subway because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a butt. You, you did? I did. Pushover. I know. Um, see, I don't... That's the thing. Because is, I had a coupon. I know, but see, what I'll do, and I've done this before in instances like that, I'll actually go all the way, like, I'll pull into the subway parking lot, I'll park the car, put it in park, go like, I'm going to turn the key off. Yeah, but see, that's why they hate you and love me. No, it's... And, and then and they're <laughs> like, yeah, we're having subway. I'm like, nope, we were going to have subway. Except for the nasty ass fit you guys threw back there, so I click it back. It wasn't in you know me. If no, they had thrown a fit, I wouldn't have done it. But, but it was it was a oh, I really wanted Subway, yeah. and we still had time enough. And right, rather than yeah, it just it, it that that peeves me. I'm like you know, and I was looking at the Lunchables, and they just seem so tiny. They are like there's a tiny amount of food in there, and I'm thinking Ezra's gonna need like five of these. Yeah, and granted, he shouldn't be eating that much food, but whatever. So I, that's why I ended up going to Subway anyway, was yeah. because I, after I'm checking out with these tiny little, and I didn't buy the little tiny ones. I bought the big ones that are like, you know, got the Capri Sun and the whole thing in there. And it still was like, that's not enough food for Tempe, let alone Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. So it was not at all meant to be a dig. It was just that I know there's a lot of parents out there, whether it be due to financial reasons, time or whatever, um, it's easier to do stuff like that and put it and toss it into the lunches than it is for them to try to make sandwiches, do the whole routine, so on and so forth. I and mean, then you can't really, like, you, you talk about the, the school lunches at the schools that aren't, they're not nutritious at all. I mean, they're, 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 they're once again, there's something that fills the gut and keeps the hunger pains aside, but it's not like it's anything substantially good for them. Um, in the, and also in the respect because there's not a lot of monitoring as to like what the kids take. Like I, at least when I was in elementary school for a good part of it, we had to, the, the, the trays were lined up for us and they're already pretty much pre-filled. Like they had the entree, they had the vegetable, they had this, they had that. And now it seems the kids can go out and grab and choose whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And so if they choose not to grab a vegetable, they just don't get a vegetable. And right. nobody's like, you got to eat a fucking vegetable. Well, in that, def in defense of that. It shouldn't be their job. And every if you were a parent and your kids came home and said, I hate carrots, but they're making me get carrots. They're making me eat my carrots. You would also feel up in arms about that. So Yes and no. It's one of those things where you kind of have to take a... You no, you have to teach your kids that whether or not they're told to, they need to eat their vegetables. Right. Yeah, that's part of it. But the other part of it, though, too, is that... 
you have to take stock on the respect of, like, let's say your kid's a picky shit, which we have a couple of them ourselves, and they don't like carrots, which we have one of those that doesn't, and they get served carrots a lot at school, then maybe you start packing them with some sort of a vegetable they do like. It goes back to that responsibility thing, both from the st- the kid's standpoint as well as the parent's standpoint. you got to take a little initiative into, you know... If that's the issue, then making sure that the kid actually, you know, has something that they will eat and then trying to get verification on that. But it's hard to get the verification part of that without the help of the school, making sure that the child is doing the eating, which is where I do think it is kind of their job because they're the stewards of my children while they're at the, the school. I, they're, but they're, it, but I, I think you're expecting too much out of them because that's that's not their job. It's just not. It's not their job because it is one meal out of the day 5 times a week. It's not going whether or not they have vegetables for those 5 meals is does not make no, or break their health or nutrition. I, I period. Don't, I don't disagree with that and I'm not you know, I I don't yeah, I don't have a problem with that statement whatsoever. I just have a problem with the fact that there's too much that it's not my job going on at schools anymore in general, which causes... Yeah, but that's one area where I'm really confident in saying that's not their job, period. It's just not. Yes, that's happening too much. Like, it should be their job to make sure that, you know, so, but, strangers so don't play pick devil, up children. To play devil's advocate there, there are federal health guidelines they have to abide by. The kids are supposed to eat these things in order to have a healthy, no, balanced meal. they have to be offered those things, are yeah. what the guidelines say. Yeah. So there you go. Back, and back. I don't even agree with that. Right. It goes back so, to a, a core a core issue with the overall situation that we have as far as how things are mandated down from the federal government in regards to education and whatnot. It's just, it does not, it's a broken system. It's not working. The fact that we've made it this far is pretty awesome. You know? <laughs> so are we ready to move into the next article? Uh, yeah. I've- You're working on Yeah, I saw I got a work text there. We'll go ahead and pause for a second. All right, and we're back. So we're going to, we found an article, um, and let me find the, it's uh, 15 15 tips for raising a badass girl. And I read through it, and I thought it was kind of cool, because a lot of it kind of resonated with what you and I are doing with Temperance. Mm -hmm. So I figured we could bring it up and talk about it on the show. Um, But basically, the gist of it is, this lady's talking about her five-year-old daughter, and she labels her as a badass. Um, and you know, and I'm like in the first paragraph, so my daughter is five and she's a badass. And I'm not just saying this because I'm her mother. When she falls down, she often just brushes the blood off and keeps on playing. This year, she was the only girl on her soccer team and she scored most of the goals. She always sticks up for herself in the playground when there are five year old injustices that occur. And once while picking her up from preschool, she was really uh, ticked off because none of the boys would let her participate in a running race. I later found out that it was because she kept beating them. Uh, being a badass isn't always easy. It comes with strong opinions and some big emotions, and I'll probably get to know her kindergarten teacher very well next year. But we want to send her out into the world, world still hanging on to all those skills that she naturally has. She uses her voice. She tells us when she are, when we are wrong. She never apologizes needlessly. I'm 40, and I'm still working on most of these things. So here are some ways that we are going to make sure she stays a badass. And they've got a list here um, going through uh, a total of... They have how many do they have? Fifteen different things that they do um, that help to uh, encourage us. But for the for most part, just reading that first paragraph, I'm like, up oh, Tempe, oh, mm-hmm. that's Tempe. Yep, that's Tempe. Because she'll, you know, for fuck's sake, I can't count the number of times she wiped it and just 
ate shit when she was trying to learn how to ride the bike. Yeah. And scuffed the fuck out of her knees and bu- and, bur- and bruises and bumps and whatnot. And the next thing I know, she's out there riding on two wheels, hauling ass down the street. And then she wants to go to the BMX track. I'm like, oh boy. So I mean, my, and my medical bills of these kids are just going through the damn roof. Um, but they say so for number one is that we encourage her to speak for herself. Uh, she orders for herself in restaurants and talks to other grownups like a human. And we help her because we help her be the one to communicate with the teachers if something is bothering her. Which, so I think we could be better about this one. Right. She's very shy. She wasn't until recently, but is now painfully shy. Right. So ordering her for herself is sometimes a problem. Um, communicating with, with people is yeah. sometimes a problem for her. And, but nine times out of ten, we still get her to do it. It just takes a little little more umph or a little more encouragement to have it happen. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why it's – and, I you know, I know all kids go through phases and whatnot, but – it's so strange with it, especially how outgoing she is here at the house and yeah. how outgoing she is in normal. But like what caused you to like kick down and start being shy out in public and whatnot. Cause it never used to bother you before. And it also is really, it's really, really dependent upon her mood. Yeah. Like if she's just in a fabulous mood, she'll pretty much chat it up and then do whatever. But if she's just like a little tired, a little off and just kind of in a bad mood, then all of a sudden she kind of clams up a little bit and really kind of just, you know, um, uh, we celebrate dirt and bugs and every other gross thing. <clears throat> I have never screeched when a spider lands on me, and thus she's learned that all bugs are pets and help me. Uh, the spiders can fuck off and die. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> but I think we've gotten her past that. I'm so terribly afraid of any kind of bug, right? Um, that I will scream and run away. Phase, right? But because that's been passed on to Trent. Yeah, Trent, who used to be the great white spider hunter, and used to stomp bugs' guts out to make sure that you know to, to keep our uh, our innocence at bay, will was now like literally had a fucking freak out meltdown and, and scared the shit out of me. So I'm just cruising along, driving down the road, right, and all of a sudden there's this blood curdling scream from the back seat. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I just hear in the back seat and i'm in the process of blinker on switching lanes slamming the brakes trying to slow down i'm gonna put it in the park to figure out what the fuck's going on only to find out there is a bug on the outside of his window that's looking at him <laughs> i want it off and i want it off right now <laughs> trent it'll eventually fly off because we're going down the street but i am not stopping the car to go out on the outside of the car and get the bug off the car he's gonna get me i'm like the windows are fucking closed we're in a sealed bubble here how's he gonna get you i just want it off and we got this huge battle about it i'm like what the hell happened um but she's no like the tadpoles she yeah. was all up in their business when we first moved in here yep. uh she loves getting down down and dirty in the mud worms bugs yeah and she'll yeah. she's out you know animals yeah she uh, yeah she's horses. not afraid to get dirty no not at, at all, all. Um, and, and we don't, the days that she walks out in like a pair of overalls and, and, you know, and scuffed up shoes and whatnot, I, I could tell her she's just as beautiful as the day she comes out in a, you know, a princess dress and whatever, because she can, you know, rock all forms of clothing. So, um, this one was made me chuckle cause it reminds me a lot of, of you. Um, but WrestleMania happens nightly. This is usually initiated by my husband and I often can't watch most of it, but after reading that roughhousing helps kids learn the resilience, develop grit and bond with their parents, I just don't say a word. Um, cause I my- have a hard time with this one because you are, my dad and all of us used to play all the time. Nobody ever got hurt. Right. Every time you hit play with the kids, somebody ends up like screaming in agony. It's, and it's not like 
oh, you bumped my elbow. It's actual legitimate pain because you guys are too rough. Like you take it too far. Right. And, and I try I try to hose it. If it's just one-on-one, I can usually maintain it. I know. It's when the three of them all together at once. Well, start... Ezra is the size of me. Right. Well, but that's the funniest part. He's the one that gets hurt the most. I know. And cries the hardest. I know. Like, you pitched me. I'm like, well, I didn't mean to. And mm-hmm. this shit happens. And just, just buck up, kid. And move on. You know, because um, I remember roughhousing with my dad and whatnot, and there was never any intentional whack. I know, whatever, and every but- now and then somebody gets hurt, whether or not, regardless of the scenario. But my point is, when you roughhouse with the kids, somebody always ends up crying. It always ends in tears. Not, yeah. not sometimes, not occasionally, every single fucking time. Every time. There's been plenty of times where you haven't been present and it hasn't. I almost think at times that like, because I've watched them take a, a, a whack and they'll keep on fighting me when you're not around. But when you are around, they'll take a whack and I'm like, ah, and I think it's because they know that they can No, get... I've seen some of the injuries that are going on. No, I'm on. not saying that they're not all what's <laughs> happened, but I'm saying when you haven't been here and we've been roughhousing, the same thump that would have caused one of them to like scream and come piss, wine, and moan and act like an injured bird for you. They shake it off and then knee me in my fucking face and then we can keep on going. I think part of it is they know that they can get the love and sympathy and whatnot out of you. And so they kind of play it up a little bit, much like when you watch a kid fall down and they look around to see if anybody paid attention. If not, they get up, they brush it off and they keep going. But if they happen to see and lock eyes with somebody, they might be able to give them attention and all of a sudden the waterworks come on and they freak out. So I'm not saying that I'm that we haven't had incidents where we've gotten overboard that somebody's gone too far and whacked somebody else before but there's also times where they just they're acting it up to get the attention they know they can get from you um so number four is uh there's a lot of burping and farting and happening around here uh manners are happening too but bodily functions are not treated as a shameful thing and if there's anybody in this house that owns her gaseous emissions it's that girl like she'll go out of she's like it's it's impressive. She'll go out of her way to find ways to make you be in the vicinity of her ass when she has to fart. Like all of a sudden, like you know, you'll be sitting there and she'll be like climbing over the back of the couch and her butt appears, and, and then she just jumps down. It's like, God damn it, <laughs> well played, but fuck, you know. Or like she'll come, Daddy, I want to snuggle in your lap. Okay, honey. So she'll get all snuggled up and get a blanket around her, and then just. I'm like ah, and then she kind of fluffs the cover. Like there, have some of that. So I've always said it's going to take a very special person to be able to hang out with her because she can outpace most of the boys that, you know, of her age that I've seen. Uh, it's the, <laughs> it just cracks me up every time. Uh, we aren't freaking out about stuff. Getting hurt, spilling milk, not getting our way. There aren't any gasps of horror coming from us when someone wipes out or breaks a glass or throws a, ra- a random curse word. Um, and some of those we adhere to and some of those we don't. They drop curse words all the time and mm-hmm. we we normally don't say anything about it unless it's a, a blatant overuse and or misuse of the uh, word. Yeah, Ezra has this weird thing where he'll start doing it over like it's almost like he sets stuff up like i'm gonna accidentally knock this cup off the thing oh fucking goddamn fucking shit god and it's uh, like dude yeah calm down or that time where I, he tripped over whatever it was on the way into the bathroom or whatnot mm-hmm. the same thing that he had walked over 300 times that yeah. day and not ever once on it but but for whatever reason he was in a foul mood right then and decided to step on it and scream and pain and agony and fuck shit fuck fuck he's some of that that guy with Tourette's that and his, he did the whole trick get your goddamn shit out of the hallway you know like yeah. and it's like that's uh, not your role dude whatever not your role 
Um, but yeah, so but for the most part, and and she and she's you know, there's been times where she's dropped a like we were watching ET and that jump scare got her, and she's ah, oh, you fucking thing, you fucking scared me. But she listens, <laughs> she goes, oh, and she covers her mouth. I'm like, no, honey, that was actually <laughs> that was an appropriate way to use your curse. I am actually very high five. I said <laughs> that was perfect because something scared the living shit out of you. You expressed yourself, but you didn't take it too overboard. Far. You didn't go too far with it, and it was a. I would have had the same reaction. I mean, I, I totally under, if I hadn't hadn't seen the movie before, it would have been the same thing for me. Um, I was gonna say something. Um, but it's not just curse words. Like, I depending on my mood, will sometimes freak out about stuff that Mm -hmm. happens if somebody, out of negligence, not out of accidental, but out of, you know, pure... Gross negligence. Negligent stupidity, for lack of a better word, um, makes an unneeded mess and then doesn't clean it up. Yeah. Like, if you spill your milk, I usually don't freak out until you just sit there and stare at it. Yeah. Like, that's when I'm like get a towel like do something about it and i do have a tendency to get a little because let's let's be 100 percent honest most of the time i'm the one who has to clean up the mess whatever mess that happens to be and it gets pretty frustrating so yes sometimes i do freak out yeah well it's one of those things too that like if we've given them an an avoidable route Mm -hmm. like if you're at this table with this kind of drink you must have a lid on your cup Mm -hmm. and then there's a we we've both just dished up our dinner plates we've both literally our ass cheeks have just met the chair and trent does like a a flying kick or whatever towards his sister and knocks his cup over off the edge you you just hear sploosh and you're like there should be sploosh there should there there should be no fucking sploosh and then you look and there's juice all over the floor because there's no lid in the cup where's the lid i couldn't find one and you open the cabinet you mean that one right there? <laughs> and you're just like... <laughs> well, and um, the other thing that it, it actually mentions on here is when... Um, I was going to say something. Oh, not getting in their way. Yeah. So she has had a real knack for throwing fits about not getting what she wants right. lately. And um, I finally got it through to her. I think it was yesterday or the day before she wasn't getting something she wanted and she hit the ca- she did that thing where you hit the cat like bam 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 yeah and i looked at her and my eyes got really wide and she instantly looked at me oh, i'm sorry i'm really sorry i shouldn't have freaked out i'm so sorry i i should not have freaked out i should not have freaked that out like that there, yeah. like she just she just instantly just calmed down wide-eyed looked at me like i i should not have done that mm-hmm. and i'm like you're right you shouldn't have but i still think you need to spend two minutes in your room thinking about it and she she started to throw a fit about going to her room and then all of a sudden she's like okay i'll do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like okay yeah, yeah and, and that's you know like we've had a, a huge like this girl loves being dirty so much that she fucking hates showers mm-hmm. she like loathes getting cleaned for uh, also just it's taking time out from whatever she's doing right. to do it because she doesn't want to miss anything yeah and so like and like last night was the first night it was actually it was kind of nice because i'm like you are going to here's the deal here's how the night's gonna roll <laughs> we're going to shower early so it's done and out of the way then we're gonna eat dinner and then we're all gonna go snuggle on the couch and watch movies tv show whatever it is we're gonna watch and if anybody freaks out about when I tell them it's time to go take their shower and gives me any lip whatsoever, you will instantaneously lose dessert and your tablet privileges for, <laughs> I can't remember the exact number of time I put on there, but um, there's a, a certain number of uh, 
you know, this is going to just, you'll, you'll lose it. It'll be gone. It'll be done. And I give both the younger ones credit. I said, okay, shower time, Trent. Okay. Then he goes waltzing in there and strips down to his, you know, his birthday suit. And then does the little helicopter dance as I walk in the bathroom and turn the shower on for me. I'm like, okay, buddy, I don't need to see that, you know? And, uh, and, and didn't throw a fit. And then she didn't, she didn't either. So it was nice. Uh, the next one on here is, um, we buy toys, buy her toys that make her think not just dolls and dresses, although she enjoys that stuff too. She's just as likely to build towers or construct intricate train configurations as she is to play princess or babies. And I think that's something that just by default in our household occurs, um, because we don't have, we, we've got two boys, so we've got a mixture of toys all the way around mm-hmm. and we don't freak out either way. Like there's times when Trent wants to dress up and be a princess. Totally fine. Go for it, kiddo. And there's time where she wants to bust out the Legos and build like rock and towers and smash cars through it. More power to you, chick. Let's do this. We don't put any type of a label as we've discussed before in the show. We don't kind of genderize their playtime and whatnot. We let them do it however they want. Um, They want to dress up fine. If they don't, they don't. I mean, I've got pictures of Ezra when he was playing with his older sister at his mom's house where she's got him decked out from head to toe in a dress and high heels and he's in full on drag. And I'm like, he kind of, he kind of looked at me sheepishly when he showed me the picture. I'm like, I don't care. You got an older sister. She wanted you, you're her younger brother. She wanted to play dress up. You're like a giant living doll to her. I get it. You know, it doesn't. I it's, it doesn't. That, that does not make your identity. And I said, and even if that did make your identity, and you were that way, I wouldn't love you any less. So yeah. don't worry about it. You know. Yeah, and we've just never, we've never told Trent he can't wear makeup or Tempe she can't wear overalls or, uh, you know, right. What whatever works for you guys is fine. Yeah. And the next one is we try to give her badass role models. I'm not as badass as she is, but I did learn to ski when I was 38. And I frequently put myself into challenging situations like co-producing a national show while being terrified of public speaking. I'm trying. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I constantly have the kids out there working with me when I'm doing car stuff and, and trying to fix things. And if they want to bust one of my tools out and go loosen a bolt or tighten a bolt or whatever i i'm totally fine with it as long as they show me which bolt it is they're messing with so i can go back and double check make sure it's all put back together before i try to drive them the road make sure it's not some intricate like you know a, a lug nut or whatnot they're messing with um i've given the kids my drill on a box of screws and, and a two by four and said go to town and come back to an empty box of screws and a two by four that looks like that one of those weapons in walking dead you'd use to kill the zombies but they had a good time. They learned something, and I was able to get my job done, too. So we allow them to to have role models and to look up to whoever they think is cool, not just base it off of, oh, well, that's a princess. You should really be a princess, sweetheart. You got to be a princess. Girls are always princesses, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, we encourage choices and failures is the next one. Oh, the failures. They are hard to celebrate, but we do because we hope that the more she fails now, the better she will get at making positive choices when she's a teenager with a driver's license. Back to the bike riding thing. We were out there watching her. She kept, you know, biffing it and all that. We'd say, hey, honey, it's okay. Get up, brush it off, move on to the next thing. It'll be good. And uh, we didn't, like, oh, my poor little girl and, you know, overdote on her. And Well, and I'm trying to give her choices instead of orders when it comes to things that I expect from her. Right. Instead of saying, by the time I get home, these things will be done. I'm saying, you know, please get your laundry put away. And if I come home and the laundry's not put away, okay, well, that the consequence is now that you also have to do this, you know, or whatever. Because I, like this little paragraph is suggesting, if we just tell our kids what to do all the time, then when they don't have somebody telling them what to do, they will make the wrong decision. Or they won't know what to do at all, period. So, sounds like, oh, interruption. 
Yeah, so the, uh, you'll, you'll raise kids that don't allow, um, they can't make their own choices or decisions or think that things should just be done for them or that, that everything's not fair if it doesn't go well, their they way. They can't analyze consequences. And that's, like, in some ways, that's that's kind of the problem I'm having with, like, what we're seeing going on in the country right now with the protests and whatnot. It's like, oh, we didn't get our way, so we're going to go break other people's shit. How in the fuck does that even compute? I mean, I'd expect that out of a two-year-old because they don't know any better. I'd expect that out of a four-year-old because they're still learning. I stop expecting that right about the time they're six and seven because you fucking know better. And once in a while, you're going to make bad decisions. But as a grown-ass adult, if you come around breaking my shit because you didn't get your way... I really have lost all sympathy for your cause, whatever it may be, whether it's I want this toy or I want this president or I want this car, whatever the choice is. If you throw a fit and you can't verbally and, and in, a, in a respectful manner express what your feelings are and why you feel that way and why you think that it should go the way you're wanting it to go and not the way that it went – nobody is going to listen to you, myself included. And that's something we instill in the kids all the time is that, yeah, we're willing to debate. We're willing to have discussions. Every once in a while, there might be an emergent situation where we just lock you down and say, no, it has to be this way. But for the most part, we're willing to listen to you and let you have your voice as long as your voice is respectful towards other members of the household. And when it starts getting outside of that that banter of respectfulness, which Ezra seems to trample on quite a bit lately, we immediately cl- you know clamp it down and back Just him off. Just his responses to basic questions lately have been right. like you told him this morning to not leave the ice cubes on the floor. He's like, I'm not. I'm like, yes, but you just called the dog in there to try to get him to eat them. So that tells me that you were going to hopefully let the dog eat them instead of cleaning them up because that would have been easier for you, quote unquote. Um. So uh, we number nine, we teach her to listen to that faint voice that says something is wrong. All kids have that voice. Our only job is not to squash it or undermine it. And once again, that goes back to, I think, allowing them to have the feeling like they have the choice to make educated decisions based on the information they have at hand. Um, if you think something is wrong or doesn't feel right or seems weird, then you need to not be involved in it or whatever you got to do to extricate yourself from the situation, so on and so forth. Uh, but we don't, you know, we don't, I don't, I don't feel like we squash or I discourage that. I don't think we do. I, I mean, there's not a lot of way to check that. So. Yeah. Number 10 really hit home for me uh, with, with what she said. Uh, number 10 is we listen when she talks and then she goes into elaborate most of the time. I mean, the girl has so much to say, but when she's really trying to communicate with us, we're careful about making sure that she knows she's being heard. And that's the same thing. And that girl is a chatterbox, just constant. Da, 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 da. Her and Trent both. They just on and on and on and on mm-hmm. and on. And so there are times where you're like, you're like your brain just becomes kind of like this liquefied puddle of soup and you're sloshing around your head. But when they're really, but she's really good about like if we, she thinks we're not either acknowledging or, and or we're ignoring what she's trying to say. She's got certain signals and tells that we can pick up on that we have picked up on that we realize, okay, she's, she's actually trying to be legitimately serious about this. And then we click into listening mode to figure out what it is that she's wanting. Uh, she knows how to pee in the woods. It's a skill people. Yeah, Tempe's, Tempe's done this. We've 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 had her hop out of the pool before, drop trough, squat, and take a leak outside the pool when she's swimming and whatnot. Um, so we don't put any any new biases on that based off of uh, uh, orientation or whether or not she's got a dick between her legs, etc. Um, mutual respect is taught. Just had that happen this morning where she was pissed off that Ezra didn't put the or the Ezra had put the corn 
or whatever, the cereal. Ezra put the cereal away and she had supposedly told him not to. He swears up and down that she did tell that she didn't tell him. She swears up and down that she did, so she got mad and pushed him and, and said something mean to him and vice versa. And they got into a little debate and so Yeah, it's weird though, because I heard what happened originally. And I heard her say it in here. Please don't put the cereal away. Right. And she she didn't push him. She was walking past and he was in the way and he's right. kind of big and she kind of nudged him a little yep. bit and he got all oh, no, he pissy did. about it. And then and then she comes in here because I called her in here and then she goes back into the dining room and he goes, well, aren't you going to apologize for pushing past me? Yep. And, and it's like, dude. And that's when we locked them both up and I brought him back out here. I said, okay, here's the deal. Whether or not he put it away doesn't matter. You can get up off your ass and walk in there and do it. You, whether or not she pushed you or whatever, you don't demand apologies out of her. If you think that there's something wrong, you've got to come and talk to one of us and you've got to be respectful to her. And they both got locked up for it and they both had to apologize to each other for it because there was there was no respect in that interaction. She was pissed off at him for not, quote-unquote, listening to her, and then he was pissed off at her for, quote-unquote, pushing her, which I'm like, she can't push you. <laughs> she could be in a full fucking sprint and hit you <laughs> with a goddamn, you know, one of those police battering rams, and you still wouldn't move. The, 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 the differential in size between the two of you, and this is not a fat joke, and I didn't say this to his face, but just the, the differential in size between the two of you is she's like, what, 50 pounds? Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's pushing 190 at almost six feet. Yeah. You're not going to, she's not going to do anything to you. The only way she'd drop your ass is she cocked you in the nuts. <laughs> I mean, that's the only chance she's got of doing anything, right? So it's just not, it's not a plausible thing. Um, so, but yeah, we do talk to the kids a lot about being respectful, how they speak to each other. Not always, the, it's not always what you say, but the tone and how you deliver it that makes a huge difference. Um, Crying is great is the next one here, and we've all it's uh, everybody in this house has cried in front of each other and whatnot. Yeah. It happens. I feel like sometimes you stomp on the crying a little bit because you're upset at the reason they're crying that you don't feel it's worthy of that. Not that there's nothing worth crying over, but right. that what they're crying over at that time is not worthy of it. Um, so yeah, that's and, one and, thing that yeah, and I, I feel I, like we need to work on a little. Oh bit. yeah. I, I do, and then on on the on the flip side of that though too, there are times where, like, if I say I want you to brush your teeth and right. you break down to a, a there's a difference between fit, crying yeah. because I am have emotions yeah. and throwing a fit because I want my way, right. and I definitely draw a hard line either way. But when she's upset because I haven't got to spend enough in her mind enough time with her that day, and she's sad going to bed that I haven't snuggled or whatever, right? That's okay to be sad about that. Oh yeah, and. But don't throw a fit about it because you think that's going to change what what's going on. The outcome, on. yeah. And so if, if if you're crying simply because you think we're going to cave and give in, that's not going to work. Right. Um, my favorite though is when she goes all Mister Ed. You ever notice that? Like when she's really pissed off and she's well, not even that, but like the stomping of the foot. Yeah. Like if she's trying to get a point across, if she's throwing a fit and she really doesn't want something, she she starts stomping her foot and so it pisses her off every time. I'm like, what are you doing? Counting? You know that's how horses count, don't you? One, two, three. She's like, <laughs> she gets all sorts of upset. But I'm just like, what the fuck is that? I feel so sorry for your future significant other because, wow, that's a lot to deal with. Like the screaming, the crying, and the stamping of the foot. That's just, that's all sorts of attitude all mixed into one there. Um, we are trying to expose her to a ton of different stuff to see what badassery might stick. Um, and yeah, we've got skateboards, we've got scooters, we've got, uh, I mean, 
Legos. We've got an assortment, an arsenal of different things in this house, and we let them all try all of it. Um, and like the other day, she accidentally ran over her fingers, and she's trying to do this trick on a skateboard and learn the valuable lesson that if your fingers are on the ground as the board is rolling forward, and they happen to be in the path of the wheels, they quickly become mincemeat. <laughs> um, but we don't, we don't like we can't. We, I've never, and I will never. And if anybody ever utters these words to any of the kids in front of me, I will knock them the fuck out. But we've never said you can't do that because you're a boy or you can't do that because you're a girl or you can't do that whatever we i i I took trent to the bmx track at four years old telling him i don't know this is the best idea for you but hey we'll try it Mm -hmm. and then when he face planted and and and, you know really when he rung his bell when he hit the head ground he got up he goes it's not a good idea right now dad i'm like no it's not a good idea right now you're right can we stop now he's like yes we can and he went over and sat in the bleachers kicking his feet like and you could just tell on his face like should have listened to the old man on that one, mm-hmm. but we don't. We within reason we let them experience those things. We don't just say no to say no and not let them have a chance at it, you know. And it sucks because it's scary at times. It it, it you just, there's nothing like being there, sweaty palms on the side of whatever that's going on when your kids hauling ass on a quad down a field and you're like, don't turn too sharp, don't turn. Ah, oh, he turned too sharp, and now he's laying on the ground in a puddle crying because you know he got jabbed in the kidney by a fucking handlebar. <laughs> that's happened to us, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just life lessons. You you, you got to let them experience things at times in order to get an understanding of how shit works. Um, and then we let a lot of shit go is the last point they make here. Uh, the kid walks out of here looking like a hot mess a lot of the time, but she feels so freaking empowered when she picks out her own clothes. I so I let it go. Um, now that one's where you and I have a very I different have a hard opinion. time with this because I do not see children as a reflection of yourself. Blah, 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 blah. I, I don't, I don't buy into that in particular, but I also don't want, I want her to understand that her clothes are an outward representation of, and can have an impact on how people feel around her. If you go to somebody's wedding in jeans and a t-shirt and a scruffy t-shirt, you might make them not feel special. Right. Um, so it's less about not letting her decide and more about making sure what she's wearing is appropriate for that scenario. Right. I also usually won't let her wear something super nice to go play in the mud I I am I am actually totally fine with her wearing dresses and whatever she wants to wear yeah. while she plays in the mud, unless it's like brand new for a special occasion or something like that. So yeah, I'm yeah. pretty good, but especially as of late, as she's gotten a little bit older, I sometimes will put my foot down and ask her to wear something that looks a little nicer. Yeah, yeah, and, and for me, it, like if we're just going on like there's been times where I've you know we're going out grocery shopping or whatever, and I have I have the picture somewhere on my phone. If I can find it, I might make it the show art. Um, but uh, and I I posted it on Instagram forever ago, and I'm like, well, somebody came out with her sassy pants on this morning, and she was wearing like her leopard print like tight pant, those little skin tight pants she had, this weird dress with like a tutu, um, and then she had grabbed some of those Mardi Gras beads we had had from one of their little kid you know parties, and this pair of sunglasses and like a tiara, and it was just like like the, that thing said it was hot mess. I mean, there was none of it matched, none of it together. But at the same time, you're like. I could actually see somebody walking down the street wearing that. It was one of those things like it was fat, like you see a fashion designer pulled out. And you're like, there's no way that's going to take. Oh, wait, there's 30 people wearing it, you know? <laughs> and then someone's like, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, I, I don't – and that goes for all the kids. I mean, I've had you – know, I've walked out of the cast with Trent. He's got camouflage shorts on and a hot, a hot bright green Hulk shirt. It I'm is like, actually – 
harder for me to let Trent look like a hot mess than it is for me to let Tiffy look like a hot mess because Trent is so cute. He is. Uh, and, and But the other day, he, he found these... Um, I have a... Basically, a, much like the towels, I have clothes that are kind of set aside for him to go, like, wear to my mom's, where I know he's just going to get filthy and dirty, and I don't want those clothes ruined, or don't want his nice clothes ruined. So he found a pair of slightly too small well too short not too small um too short camouflage sweatpants and then he found his camouflage t-shirt and then he was so proud of himself that they matched they matched so he put that on and then we couldn't see him and uh he grabbed his black patent leather dress shoes and paired that with them and he's like i'm ready to go and i'm like nope 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 yep. nope nope you're he, not he tr- i i draw my line at the shoes like i will let you get away with the other stuff because i just don't have the heart to argue with you but no not with the dress shoes Mm-mm. yeah and see for part of it for me too is that you know i've always taken the uh the stance with the kids that especially if they ask my recommendation I will say, okay, here's what I think about this and why you may or may not have a problem with it. But I will still have, if you want to walk out the door looking like that, you're the one that has to deal with any ridicule or whatever that might come your way. Like, if they're just not, like, Ezra's the worst about it. He does not match stuff quite well. Mm -mm. Um, And, like, there's been times where, like, it'll be, what was it? It was was a, uh, it was an athletic, like, Nike-style jersey from like a uh, like a, a tank top style jersey from like a sports team, and he was trying to wear that with I think like uh, camouflage pants, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that does not even like there's not it, no it doesn't even remotely work. I'll, you can wear out the house you want, but I'm gonna guarantee you it's gonna cause you some some weird looks and possible ridicule and whatnot. And uh, you do what you you know and do do you, you you do you man, but uh, the Napoleon Dynamite look is not as cool as you think it is, you know. <laughs> But he's always dressed like Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, yeah. even back when he was three, yep. four. That kid, sweatpants, just called his name. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'd wear sweatpants around a hell of a lot more often than if I could get away with it. Um. So, but that, that, that kind of brought up, it kind of parlays into the last thing I want to talk about. Uh, when did we, like, let me, let me rephrase that. If I go to a store and somebody is wearing a pair of pants that say juicy across the ass and is in their pajamas or whatever, like, and I may have flip-flopped a lot of, on this from the you know, previous shows, but why does anybody need to care about that? Like, why do they feel like the need to correct that person for their horrible sins against the world i've never i don't understand that whole well it was it's the people of walmart movement it's the i can take a picture of you and judge you for how frumpy or bad or hungover or walk of shame you look yeah i see i i've actually gotten recently enraged by this i keep i keep getting in my facebook news feed like 12 walk of shame posts you can't miss or whatever and it's like why is that a thing? Yeah. Why is that a thing? And why is that a thing that is so funny to people? Like, I just love to laugh at your embarrassment. Right. Which sometimes is embarrassment. And sometimes it's just, they don't give a fuck. They don't. Yeah. And why do we care if they don't care? I, I don't. I mean, yes, there are some things that are just so out of this world. I mean, if you walk in wearing your, what are the one piece man, man jock things that go from the. Oh, the sn- singlets? Singlets? Yeah. 
I mean, if you were in Walmart and somebody's wearing those, I can, I can imagine you going, what the actual fuck? But to snap a picture of somebody wearing, you know, sweatpants or, you know, um, carrying a blanket with them or something like it just doesn't seem like that's the kind of thing you should care about like just let let them be well the the reason why i brought it up was because listening to geek show this week Mm -hmm. they were having and they they weren't they did a pre they did a little like uh interlude or thing at the introduction saying hey look we do dive into the subject of the election a little bit in this episode. So if you don't want to hear about that, either skip the episode or at least skip this part of the episode, blah, 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 blah. Um, but they've gotten like basically hate mail and whatnot from fans as they've posted things to Facebook and all that, but you shouldn't politicize, you know, politicizing things or you shouldn't be talking politics. You shouldn't. And like people telling them what they should and should not be doing with their lives because they happen to be celebrities, so to speak. And I've never understood that entire movement, like even like with our show, we've, I've decided to roll back on the, the political stuff a little bit because the people that did contact me about it, um, they did it in a very respectful manner and said, Hey, look, you know, here's what we heard and here's what we think. But it was never like, you, you can't do this or you can't, you know, it was never a judgment or a, um, a, uh, pointing the finger saying bad, 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 don't, don't, don't. Um, and I just, I don't get that whole, like, for in case anybody is, is is confused by this, this is the Bad Parenting Podcast with Justin and Jody. That means this is our show. We talk about the shit that we want to talk about. Now, we take listener um, discussions. We take uh, feedback. We'll happily do um, – if like when uh, Maria – well, I think – uh, yeah, it was her um, – had the question about – kids with glasses mm-hmm. we discussed that yeah um so we don't mind talking about topics that you want to hear about that you want to hear about want that but at the same time you're choosing to listen to us you're choosing to listen to the geek show you're choosing to go do these things so if there's ever something that we do that offends you and or you think we've got it dirt wrong feel free to discuss it with us and talk to us about it but if you ever come at us with a thing that you cannot do this and you try to lay out ultimatums I will just be like, you know, it's been great having you as a listener. Obviously, we're not the show for you anymore. Move on, which is the same thing the Geek Show boys are doing. They're like, hey, you guys probably should just unsubscribe now because if you ever thought that our politics were anything else but this over the last X number of years we've been in this show, then you're just stupid. And I, I, I agreed with that. I'm like, and then it just kind of blew up into this whole thing for me. Like, well, like, why does why do people feel like they have to care? Like, if you're watching something and it doesn't you don't like, then stop watching it. If you don't, if you go to the store and somebody's wearing something you don't want to see, don't fucking look at it. Yeah, this actually came up on another podcast this week on something I listened to. Um, Jay and Miles explain the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody wrote in about the use of the word queer uh-huh. as a descriptor for not only Jay himself, but also for characters that they're talking about subtext. They'll just call it queer subtext, which right. is a generally accepted term. But this person was like, hey, that word really bothers me. Would you mind not using it? Because people have used it so harshly against me. And he went on a very good, like really good explanation of why that wasn't possible. And and he was sorry that that was affecting this person that way and and that you know the history and all the stuff but it also kind of come down to like 
I do not believe that the answer is, well, if I don't like the words you're using, I'm just not going to listen to you. But analyze what's going on. Analyze why it is you think that everybody has to agree with you all the time and do everything you want them to do. And I don't agree with that on either side, left or right. Like, I just don't think... And that's where I get into a little bit of a um, a pissing contest. Or I, I, I... Not a pissing... I get into a disagreement with you and others that we associate or have friends are friends with and people at the school with certain words specifically the r word mm-hmm. um because I, I i feel that same subtext applies that the if you look at the stock definition of that word it means right. this, this this it's been bastardized into a derogatory term to whatever and i and i feel the same way about the n-word like the n-word they toss it around i don't disagree with you using the term retarded to explain something that is actually retarded you use it and despite what you say you are using it as a slur against something you're not saying that this you know um when i slow this breakdown i'm retarding the movement of this wheel right you're not saying that you are using it as a a a stepping stone to describe something that that word is not generally supposed to be used for that's when i have a problem with it i don't have a problem with the english definition of the word i have a problem that it's used as a a, a crutch a, a english use language crutch to describe something that that word does not apply to and s- since it has been used in a ba- in a negative form it's no longer okay like if you went to the uk and started calling your cigarette a fag mm-hmm. nobody would think twice nobody would blink, yeah but if because the definition of that word there is different right if you say that here it's going to sound like you are being a horrible person right and that's my point is that you can't not say the word retarded ever you can't use it as a verbal crutch to explain something that is below or deficit when that's not the proper word to use for it. it, It's usually not every now and then you've pulled it out when it's actually applicable, but most of the time it's a verbal crutch that doesn't. Well, I I don't even use that word that often, but you know, it's just, it's, it, uh, I, I I think it goes back for me, it goes back to a baseline oversensitivity. It partially explains why, the election swung the way that it did is because we've gone to this, we've gone to this hypersensitivity over words that like we have to be super careful with what we say, who we say it to, whatever. And I don't disagree with that concept at all. I don't disagree with the proper use of the English language. I don't disagree with the proper definition of words and whatnot, but I also think there's a certain point we get to um, that it gets to the point where we you go back to where we're no we're no longer giving the tools to these people to be able to properly and I will also life. and I will also say this if you choose to use the word I'm I will I from this moment forward if you choose to use that word I will no longer tell you you can't I will however judge you for using it because if you're using it incorrectly because I I feel I get to feel I I can't make you not say it and I and from this point forward, no, I'm not. I won't. It's not. I'm, but, I'm, I'm not. but I will. I do get to judge people on how they use their words. And if I feel that it's being used as as um, an insult with with 
hurtful hurt feelings in in mind whether hurtful, they be hurtful intent yeah right then then i get and that's kind of how i feel about everything like you can say happy holidays instead of merry christmas right and some weird christian can get offended that's their right. It's your right to say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. It's their right to say Merry Christmas instead of happy holidays. It's their right to say happy Hanukkah. It's whatever you want to say, as long as it's not with hurtful intent. That's why I think that debate is so stupid. Like nobody's angrily saying happy holidays. Okay, people? Right. Exactly. Nobody is angrily telling you, wishing so you a maybe, Merry Christmas. Maybe retarded was not the right word to bring up in that re- in that respect because I, that's not what I was I wasn't trying to turn it into a you and a me, or I have a problem if you, if you, if you, if and when you've called me out when I have used it improperly due to the fact that it's been in our vernacular that way for quite so long. Um, but what I do have a problem with is like, so here, here's here's one of those weird concepts for you, and this goes back to parenting a little bit. There are college campuses out there that have created safe spaces, mm-hmm. spaces where kids can go to and there's nobody that's going to verbally assault them. There's not going to be any derogatory stuff allowed. It's all going to be peace, love, and blah, 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 blah. That's a cool concept. I think the idea of being able to find somewhere where you can go safely have a discussion with somebody or know that you're not going to be attacked is a really cool concept. However, it's been turned into this crutch now where our entire world as per these people should be converted to this safe space where nobody can ever say anything bad about anybody else. And there's never, ever going to be any hurt or any whatever. And that's called a utopia. And that just doesn't fucking exist. And it won't exist because of the base of, unfortunately, because of the base way that humans operate and the way our base emotions are and the way we're programmed biologically, you will never reach that. Like, the future of Star Trek, no money, everybody loves the whatever, blah, blah, blah. We all get along. There was still fucking conflict there. There's always going to be conflict around, and there's always going to be people who are insensitive or assholes or whatever. And while you, you can acknowledge those people are that way, you also need to have the tools to be able to properly deal with those scenarios and those situations, i.e. if somebody uses the word retarded incorrectly and they're using it as a derogatory way to, to compare them to a person with a, dis, a, a <clears throat> developmental disability or whatever, understand that you can call that person out for doing so, but also understand that you're not necessarily going to change the opinion of that person. You're probably not going to necessarily change their mind. And you can choose to disassociate yourself from that person, but you can't force your will upon them. Right. And that's the problem we've got in this country right now is everybody. And that's even the world <coughs> is that everybody wants to force their wills upon everybody else up to and including the president or the VP elect that wants to, that thinks that electrocuting somebody can make the gay go away mm-hmm. um, up to these people thinking that you can't say mean and hurtful things towards somebody else. It's like, no, you, it's not that you can't, it's that you shouldn't. You Somebody can and totally will at some point in time say that. Now, should they? It's a, it's, a, it's a situation of should or should they not? And that's a different debate. But if you walk up to me and say, you can't say this, I'm going to throw it in your face and go, no, you're a fucking idiot and you're wrong. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Whether or not I should is where the differential lies. And what the consequences of that are. Right, exactly. You should be able to say anything. But if you go on Facebook and say something awful to another human being yep. and somebody says, uh, you work at such and such place i think i'll tell your employer right and you get fired that yep. is your own fault 
Um, you know, there are certain things I can't do because of the profession I'm in. There are certain things you can't do right. because of the profession you're in. There's a Period. reason. There's a reason why I keep a very stark difference between, you know, my 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 normal life and my work life because they 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 don't always mix properly. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> for example, pot's legal in Oregon. Mm-hmm. If I had, if I could. I'd go out and buy some edibles tomorrow and have myself a good time this weekend with you. We'd sit down, get a little buzz, watch a cool movie. Fuck, we'd probably go walk Doctor Strange again and go, whoa, shit. <clears throat> right? But I can't because part of my employment requires that I don't partake in any federally illegal drugs. And marijuana is specifically stated in our handbook that we can't I would do. like to point out the, the idiocy that if you got a prescription for a Vicodin, you could be high as a fucking kite all the time. And but, it's fine. But, and that's totally fine. Right. But whatever. Yeah. It's fine. No, and that, but, but but that's not. But you can't. That's not my company. That, that's my company's not the only company doing that. That's just blatantly across the board. It's what people have as perceived as normal now, and and so um, yeah. I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't have any issues going out, and and you know, as long as all my responsibilities are taken care of. My kids are safe. We're safe. And if I want to pop an edible and have a little bit of a good time while well, there's buildings fucking bending and shape shifting and shit on a movie and go be like, just be like mind blown, like whoa, I should have the right to do so, but I simply can't right now based on the way that the laws and stuff are mandated. Um, but it's just that. But that goes back to my core problem with that is nobody should be able to regulate my life. And tell me that I can't do that unless without your permission, because without, you've given it, your work permission have, to regulate your life. Right, I've given my work without, without my permission, or if what I am doing is going to negatively affect somebody or, or like cause somebody else physical pain, whatever. Like if I'm doing this and it's going to cause my kids to die mm-hmm. or be neglected, then no, I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. I I, I, I can I shouldn't I, I I just did it myself. I can still do it, but I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't agree with lesbians and or gay couples being able to get married, totally fine. You don't have to agree with that. Doesn't mean you can dictate and tell them they can't do that. You just don't have to like it and you don't have to recognize it. I don't have to, you know, I don't like the fact that I send my kids to school and they come back with all these weird fucked up concepts of God and whatnot because of some stupid thing that somebody's told them, their parents told them that was completely off basis. And I was like, well, let's put some little, let's put an emphasis on this. Let's go read this scripture and see what it actually says. Let's go do this. And we have to constantly correct that stuff because that, that, but it doesn't mean that that person can't have those beliefs. I think that they shouldn't, or they should at least put more emphasis into making sure that what they have a belief in, they truly understand what they're doing, but it doesn't mean that they can't do that. And, and that's, where this whole state that we've been in lately in the last few months as a society has really started to grind on my nerves because it's like, I don't care if you like whatever you do behind closed doors, whatever you want to do on your own time, when you're not, when you're not affecting anybody else, go be fly that freak flag as high as you want to fly it and have fucking fun. Whatever it is you're doing, just do it and have fun as long as you're not doing it to the detriment of somebody else. So I don't get why people think they have to be so like so ingrained into somebody else's business. And, like, you know, we've had we've had people negatively comment about how we parent our kids. Well, there's no way you you can't do it like that. Motherfucker, look at my kids. 
Now, who are the ones that are running around like screaming fucking banshees and being disrespectful and tearing the living shit out of shit? And who are the ones that are actually respectfully playing? Because if I were looking at this correctly, my kids are being pretty okay, and you're the one correcting me, and your kids are the ones that are acting like complete fucking asshats. Now, my kids aren't perfect, and they fall into those traps at times. Everybody does. But you can't tell me that what I'm doing is wrong when it's fucking working. <laughs> you know? And so that I've just when I heard them say that on that show, it just, it was baffling to me. Like you actually took the time and the effort to either compose an email, reply to a Facebook comment, whatever to tell these boys to not do their show that they've been doing for many, many years, the way that they've been doing it because it hurt your feelings. Suck it up buttercup. You don't like it. Unsubscribe. There's a little button in your podcast app that allows you to take that other. And then that never has to be exposure to you again. And you don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, it's like the people that freak out about the Las Vegas Strip. There's, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, hidden secrets about what Las Vegas is. It's called Sin City for a fucking reason. So if you don't want your kids exposed to that, guess what? Don't take your kids to Vegas. It's never been listed as a family destination town. I mean, you know, so it just it baffles me and it upsets me when people start getting in like you know telling other people what they can and cannot do. It's like, you know, you, you don't get to regulate that. You don't get to, uh, uh, legislate that. You don't get to do any of that. You, you simply need to understand that they shouldn't do that. And they, 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 there can be repercussions for if they do do that. And that person has to deal with those repercussions, but you can't tell me just as much as you can't tell me that I ha I can't hate gays. You can't tell me that I have to love them either. You know, and I'm, that's not me personally. I'm just saying in general, but you can, you can't tell those people, uh, how they should or should not think, which is why I think the election swung the way it did is because so many people are getting pissed off about how many different ways they're being told they couldn't do things instead of like, when you start preaching from a, a pulpit of, just just basically preaching like you can't you can't you can't you can't instead of just showing them love and compassion and how they should be doing things it makes people it turns people off on both sides uh, kids included like if parents constantly just yell and scream at the kids and don't ever explain things to them or ever take the time out to talk to the kids the kids just shut it off and tell them to basically tell parents to fuck off and it doesn't do anybody any good so it was just, you know, don't come at me, bro. <laughs> don't come at me, bro, and tell me how to run my show. If you've got a problem with something we've said, please have an open discussion with us. Feel free to talk to us about it, but don't try to dictate to us what we can and cannot do because it's not going to work. It's I'll, I will shut you down quicker than you can ever be shut down, and I'll just tell you, to, here's the unsubscribe link. Trent, we see you, and we're finishing up one second. Okay, bud? So, Trent's babe, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think that covers it. D Trent, do you want to say something on the podcast? Uh-uh, yes. Mom. Hold on. If you don't want to say something on the podcast, you have to wait. Just a second, okay? All right. So we are a member of the Podcast Collective, um, and the Podcast Collective is a group of great shows that all come together, and I don't have the pet webpage pulled up in front of me because I'm unprepared like a motherfucker, so I'm not going to try to list them all off. But go to the website, check out the other great shows. We all love each other. We're good. If you'd like to... Trent, don't do that, buddy. If you'd like to contact us, uh, you can do so at 503-609-0375, or you can send an email to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com, or you can record your voice on a voicemail app or a voice recording app and then email it there. Our website is www.badparentingpodcast.com. We're available on Facebook, MySpace, Instagram, and Twitter, and other forms of social media just by searching for Bad Parenting Podcast. Um, 
Let's see. Is there anything else that I have forgotten or that I've missed or anything like that? I don't think I so. Don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Otherwise, we're, we're coming up on the holiday season here. Um, Halloween is over. It's now entered into pumpkin spice season. And, uh, and no, I'm sorry, peppermint mocha season now. And so uh, the basic bitch drink, if you want now, is a, is a peppermint mocha. And the holiday music is coming out. The local stores are already setting up the decorations for the uh, for the the celebration of the day that the guy that was born wasn't really born, um, and all that fun stuff. So we are looking forward to Thanksgiving and and Christmas and all the other fun things that come with it. But uh, that's uh, that's all for this week. So until next time, unless you have something else to add, babe. Nope, Trent. Last chance. Anything you want to add, Trent? All right. Until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. It's all done now. Here it goes.